Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much first of all the nerve of your fucking ass to call me and tell me your fucking problem fuck off get lost Get off and take your stupid subscription and cancel. Who cares, Dina? Fuck you. Fuck you, cunt. Fuck you. Do your audience a favor. Get Fuck lost. You. Don't do my audience. I'll do my audience whatever I want. I'll piss on this audience if I... Douche. I do have uh, issues about people leaving me. I want to control everyone in my atmosphere. I want... I am a puppet master. And I want everyone to be a puppet. He was saying goodbye to me, and he leaned in for a kiss, and I smiled so big that he literally kissed my teeth. <laughs> um, I cheated on every one of my boyfriends except for Howard. For real? Mm-hmm. Really? I met Howard, my cheating days ended. You were a cheater? I was a cheater. I hate Beth. I think she's only after Howard's money, and she's, <laughs> and she's a real horse face. Can you bang any of those stripper broads on the, uh, on the show? Teresa Lynch said you banged up. Teresa who? She was on here. She told she was in your movie, Private Parts. Oh, Amy. No, no, no. Teresa, the the one with the the little ass. She never said that. She told me. That's a lie. Admit you're lying. That's Tony. She told Tony. Did I ever bang Teresa Lynn? Take New Jersey. Welcome to the wrap-up Which, show. Does any of you gentlemen believe that Beth actually loves Howard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's cut right to the nitty-gritty. Artie and I spent last weekend with him, and if she's in love, then she should get a fucking Oscar. Right. She's not in love. She's in love, she should get an Oscar. Uh-oh, here comes Beth. Howard is Beth. Howard is Beth. I'm knitting baby booties. What are you doing, Beth? I'm knitting baby booties. <laughs> Our blonde, our blonde curly haired son. At least you don't have to pretend your dog is actually a child. <laughs> Beth once even said to me, it was funny too, because Beth once said to me, you know, I wouldn't mind being engaged forever. Like, like this was, you know, years ago. I just think the ring is so great. I would uh-huh. love to, you know, it's romantic. And, and it's romantic yeah. and it's kind of cool. But the second. I uh, popped the question. She was like, well, let's get on the phone and tell everyone we're getting married. I went, whoa, whoa. Yeah. no, 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 we're not getting married. We're engaged. <laughs> There's no such thing. You know what it is? I'm so self-important. I just don't even remember meeting anyone. She was up here one day and I introduced you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm, cured. I'm not going to be cured of anything. I am me. I am just going to psychiatrist so that I can feel better about certain issues in my life. That's all. Welcome, folks, to the latest installment of QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and with me, as always, is Raven. How you doing, Raven? Doing fucking great. How are you? Well, <laughs> I'm good now that we're <laughs> learning to channer, channel our chikra. What is it called? Our chi? I don't know. There's all kinds our of chi, terms. Our chi, yeah. our an- anger energy. Yeah. Yeah, great. exactly. Into the show, which is what we, we know you guys count on, and we're not going to be any less uh, mean for the purposes of Wigo. And we're taking you now to April 27th. It's a short day. There's only about six clips. And we're going to, if we can, we're going to get our, work our way into May 
5th because he's off on the 28th of April. Or no, he wasn't. We didn't get any clips for the 28th, which was a Wednesday. And so we're getting closer and closer to present day, guys. So kudos. And here we go with number one, uh, Mr. Magoo's cataracts. Yeah, I was told, like, I've got, like, little baby cataracts. And, you know, so I was like, oh, okay. You know, but and I see Jeff. And, Jeff's oh, gone Jeff's, blind. Yeah, but Jeff has to have the cat. <laughs> and there's no point of why he called in. Now, this is a question for you. Is it? Do you think it's an age thing, or do you think it could be a diabetes thing for him, these cataracts he's talking about? Great question. I'm going to say age. Uh-huh. I don't know that it's in his family. He's never mentioned it. Yeah. But I think he's pretty soon going to be the Helen Keller of radio. Like, he's already having trouble finding his clips. Yeah. So it's just, it's and bound his notes. to happen. His notes, cl- <laughs> anything, you name it. And, he can't. and that's come. Yeah, that's coming up soon. This next clip is called, I, number two, I like to blow other guys. Oh, okay. And yeah, see, now he's blowing other guys. <laughs> I knew right, this. I, I knew this guy was blowing other guys. I knew it. This is in relation to Colton, the uh, bachelor guy. Correct. Okay, and it wasn't Colton, if I'm not mistaken, the the pastor who <laughs> <laughs> remarried him, <laughs> the Ellen. On show. Ellen, yeah. <laughs> okay, and if you and that was if guys, if you ever you know you want to go back right into it, just so you can see he's staring at Colton the whole time, and Beth's going, "Look at me, I'm your wife. Remember me." <laughs> and I don't think that was comedic license. And Mark Shabzovich, thank you, because I think you're responsible for this clip and maybe a couple more from this day. I'm not sure. I always know from this big wet wig uh, photo <laughs> that he uses the background. He has the best icon. Love it. I knew it. Not that I'm against that. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm envious. I go through a lot of aggravation with women. <laughs> Would have been much easier to blow another guy. <laughs> like my Ralph. Parents, what's that? Like Ralph. Yeah, I mean, he 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 flows. He flies so close to the sun every time that, again, the reason why I, I will con- continue to insist, guys, that he's you know at least bisexual is because. It happens too often. It's just a, a basic trope that he goes to way too easily, and uh, you know. I didn't think the New York Dolls were were gay for dressing up in drag. They all looked like a bunch of guys who were just doing it to get attention. He does it so quick. He's so quick to do this stuff that it, it seems almost natural. And that's the, the takeaway. He's definitely keeping something inside of himself that he uh. thinks about. And it comes out way too quick and easy. Mm-hmm. You notice there's sometimes he fumbles for words. He doesn't fumble for words when he's talking about gay shit. I don't know how they would have reacted. Mom and Dad, I like blowing other guys. What are you saying? What are you talking about? I like to blow other guys. I'm coming out of the closet. (laughs) What a way to come out of the closet. Your cousin is into blowing guys. He doesn't walk around saying it like that. (laughs) What did he say? He says he enjoys sexual acts with men. This is not even, what, a month ago that he did this as well? Like, he was doing the, I tr- want to transition, I want to become a woman. And so, the, the, you know, it's it's getting closer and closer to the rep, the original repetition, the original whatever. It's going to be soon. He's going to do the same bit two days apart. 
or, or the same day even like go back and reprise the parents the the impression again because he's that bereft of fucking creative material and it's so much on his mind it's so easy for him to just yeah. go into this and he can do it for 10 20 minutes no problem and if you listen like robin chimes in only once in a while with like a question or mm-hmm. calls him out on something but he really just he just go, it's his go to it's yeah. it's so odd I, and i don't know if i don't know if the sort of pauses are because he's he's a dumbass or because he he he's, a, he's in his back of his mind he's going i don't know if i should be doing this because uh, this is getting close to really just coming out like he's joking 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 but he's play, he's hiding in plain sight it might no, be I honestly believe his 79 IQ is making him think of what's the next level I can go to. I see. It's it's not a self-awareness at all. It's more of him just trying to figure out what's the next shocking thing I could say. Okay. That could very well be. Oh, Jesus Christ. Your mother gets a better blowjob than you. Well, how does your father know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're up and nailing him. What does he do? With Howard, do you lick their balls as well, or you're just blowing guys? No, what? I lick their balls. Oh, then you're gay. <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe it was a passing phase. No, no, I lick their balls. There's their- no joke. There's just no joke. This is what I can't fucking get over. Yeah. Remember Bob D says he denies himself any personal pleasure? Yes. So he gets audio pleasure out of saying stuff like this. It gets it out of his system. It gives him might supply. Be right. Yeah. It gives him um, a place to just put his thoughts mm-hmm. of things he thinks about while he's watching God knows what. So do you think you, you, you could you could conceive, maybe conceive of him being alone in a room with a laptop or whatever the fuck smart TV whatever bullshit and speaking to the, the speaking the stuff aloud when Beth is on the other wing and she can't hear him? Yeah, he might even practice it at home. Um, he might have these conversations with himself in his head if he's that far gone. Uh-huh. I totally would believe that. Wow. And then he just takes what he's said to himself the best of and uses it on the radio. Just to admit, this is the best. This is the greatest hits, guys. This is what you're getting. Cock. Forget about it. And you eat their asshole? Yeah, I eat their asshole. Oh, play with the taint, good. yeah. <laughs> you, you play with the taint. He plays with the taint. <laughs> what? I don't even play with the taint. Mm. What, what does he do with the cum? Why did you <laughs> What does he do with the cum? How would your father want to know what you do with the cum? I swallow, gobble it up. <laughs> Are you getting his nauseated? Kill me, <laughs> Mark, me now. Mark, you did yeoman's work clipping this one because Raven, you saved Raven a little bit of oh. psychic anger and psychic Thank fucking you, Mark. trauma. But we still have 15 who, seconds left. Who <laughs> sexualizes their parents this way when they're in their 90s? Yeah. It's, it yeah. just drives me insane. Keep going, it's, please. Yeah, disturb, El Disturbo. He's very gay. I thought maybe this was a passing phase. That's the second time he said, I thought this was a passing phase. It makes me think more and more that we, that Ray did confront him on it, or she said something like, are you gay? Like, we'll be you know, fine if you are, and that kind of shit. And of course, he denied it at some point. It's all conjecture. I know, guys. It could be, you know, any, mil- any million 
uh, like there are any many million permutations of how this conversation actually may have gone in his head. But it, like I said, it comes right out of him. It comes fast. It comes furious. It comes often. And, um, it's it, too often for me to think anything that this is just a joke or this is bullshit creative license. I'm going to say my last clip for the, uh, my last comment for the end of this clip. So okay. go ahead. He swallows the cum barrel. He swallows the cum. Oh, he's gay. Oh, that's a very gay. Very, very. Very, very indeed. Yep. So back in the day, you have a clip on your show, your other channel, mm-hmm. of him being able to cure gayness, homosexuality, mm-hmm. with whatever, was it Sarno book? I can't remember. That it can be thought away. <laughs> thought away in your head. Yeah. Just by thinking, you know, wishing it so. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he's had a lot of success with stuff like that, you know, or <clears throat> something similar to that. Yeah, so OCD. now, where does that stand in the whole face of what we've just heard for two over two minutes just now of him mm-hmm. sexualizing his parents and himself, you know, his make-believe self being gay and taint and licking balls and eating ass and it even goes further later on in clips that we have with uh, Mm -hmm. George Takei but he just has other people saying it for him so they Mm -hmm. already know what he likes so it's easy to comment on right I just I'm blown away my mind can't handle it well the other thing that you know if if we're going to use the the idea the bullshit idea that he's evolved which is the word everybody on that fucking show used to was using for ages because of all the you know stuff he was getting sort of getting in trouble with with uh you know i never used the n-word and all that crap but he's not evolved enough to stop talking about sexual stuff in the in the realm of like how a 13 year old views stuff that they're getting into the hum the, the same like if you're wanting to evolve why are you still doing this crap why are you still if you want to be this great interviewer why do you still do this it's because he gets enjoyment out of it there's no other explanation he hasn't gotten it out of his system he right. hasn't gotten the gayness out of him maybe yeah. he's not acting on it <laughs> yeah. so he's not officially gay right. but he's got a gay man marrying remarrying him and beth he's got a gay man on his show who brings up gay topics constantly he's Two, berating yeah. george takei who doesn't want to do gay stuff anymore mm-hmm. along with brad mm-hmm. and still having fake George say everything he wishes real George would say. Yes. So it's just, it's coming out of all directions. It's not, it hasn't gone anywhere. Therapy is a joke for him. Oh yeah. Sarno is a joke for him. Mm -hmm. It's all bullshit. Yeah. And so as we continue guys, uh, number three is called RIP cousin it. And both you and Leslie West, Leslie West get the no notes treatment. (laughs) He was cousin it. Let's see, I, I had some notes on. <laughs> I could actually update you. I don't know where they. Are. <laughs> <laughs> hey. no, this is how little it. effort he puts into the show. All he has to do is have a little, like, three ring binder, or whatever, or you know, a full just note, note, regular notebook next to his computer. No one touches it. Beth certainly knows better than to touch it. Leave it there, but. I don't even know that he has fucking notes. Or as you said, he has to print this shit out that the staff gives him, the notes that they give him. And then, you know, he's such a 79, fuck it. Leave it where you... He's a Magoo to the end. It's 
Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. And fuck with this guy. I mean, you know I have something on him. Yeah, let's remember Cousin It. He was essential. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I don't know. I had... Well, let me see what I got Robin doing a to our Robin doing a great job of filling in. Hey, cousin It. Can I have some tape of Cousin It, guys? I'm, I'm having a hard time. Some can help me. Oh, okay, got it. Here it is. I just found it. I got Jennifer Fritz. How much were you paying for 42 seconds of I don't know what the fuck I'm doing? Hey, all you listeners who are paying for this, how do you feel right now? Yeah. What the no, hell? Number four. What fan base? <laughs> My fans are constantly pointing out how wrong I am. And well, I was going to say, yeah, the, I don't know what's going on with your fan base. What fan base? Th that is the exact, so like, I, yeah. there's people, there's people still posting on our YouTube channel. One guy recently posted, he said, my mother still listens to the show. My mother still listens to the show. And I, and I wanted to ask him, look, can you please, and this is not a, a joke, I'm not meaning to mock, can you ask her legitimately what she finds entertaining about the show at this point in time and get back to us? Because I really want to know. Someone else suggested like getting an interview with someone who's an actual fan and right. finding out what they know. What do they listen to? How, how have they kept up, you know, 24 seven or are they just listening to old clips and saying they're a fan, but not listening to the new stuff? We might also want to ask them, like, what other stuff entertains them? Like, what's oh, their yes. baseline for entertainment? Right. Because, wow, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. The litmus test. I, I don't even, yeah, it might be, who knows? They might be Elliot Elleg Elegant Spotters, you know, or they might be, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, who knows? Number five, who's that narcissist? And they are, oh, I have to look there. I don't know. I'm. I don't think I would follow anyone called Queen Bay. But, you know, my, my point is, oh, it's the Bay Hive. The Bay right. Hive. There you go. The Bay Hive. Beyonce. Names that, like, who's that narcissistic? Bay Hive. Well, these people are narcissistic, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I have to break that one up, obviously. <laughs> the, uh, okay, I, know, I know of Beyonce. I don't care about the music. Uh, I know... You know, some of the background, okay, fine, but I'm an old fuck. Um, Raven, yes. Oh, hello, 34. How are you? <laughs> Just a little bit. Who are these narcissists? Yeah. Just kill me now. It's, it, um, yeah, I mean, they're talking about Beyonce and her fan following, which he is jealous of, by the way. Oh, yeah. For, well, yeah. She's she's still got a, a massive fan base. She's also black and successful. That's like that's a trifecta of anger. Uh, but Oprah, Oprah is still queen, like queen poise. He's she's the one queen of pure hatred that he never gets over because she she did a little thievery of a Sirius, had a fifty million contract to not even show up, <laughs> and sold her brand to Sirius. <laughs> and he, he had to show right. up every day. <laughs> he was like the and janitor. Both of these are women, and so we know how he feels yeah, about women. Totally. Come on. It, it just drives him insane. That's right. <laughs> but my fans are horrible. They're like, they point out everything I do wrong. Yeah, I, you're I always wrong. Been... <laughs> Shut up, Howard. Don't be mean to Gary. Shut up, yeah. Howard. <laughs> That's yeah, your I mean, fans. <laughs> I thought I was brilliant yesterday, questioning Fred and his motorcycle and clearing <laughs> his head over a 
Clearing his head, uh, filling his head. It's funny. No fan would have cared one bit about him fucking fucking on Baba Booey back in the days when we thought that, you know, when it was all done, they went and they had, you know, slapped each other's backs and, you know, they had, he was generous and all this shit and Gary was getting all kinds of money. When we find out that he doesn't, he skips out his father's wake, he, uh, you know, used to make Gary throw up because he was so fucking nauseous uh, because of uh, nerves before meetings um, that, you know he's squeezing them and maybe making them t- take pay cuts. Then you, that's when people decided, no, you are an asshole. We're going to tell you. One of the ways he was generous was all the guys that went to scores got funny money. Yeah. It wasn't from Wiggy. It was from no. Lonnie. It was Lonnie. Yeah. Lonnie gave it to him because he was getting free plugs. Wiggy didn't give them anything out of his pocket at those no. places. God, no. But that's the form of money they got from him, or popcorn tins, or uh, Watch, watches, cameras, watches. Yeah. Just yeah. Bullshit. So we could tell you. So I really need to know what time it is. It's it's bang o'clock, I guess. Number six, add swimming tutor to the list, and yes, we will. Well, how to swim? And um, I decided years ago I was going to take some swimming lessons to perfect my skills, <laughs> and uh, it was a disaster. Like Hold I, on. Wasn't he a camp counselor? How could you be a camp counselor and not know how to swim? Great question. Uh, yeah. He might have been able to do the basics, but I don't know that back then, I mean, we're talking like, what, early 70s? Mm -hmm. They would have been testing them. But, I mean, things were so lackadaisical back then. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, whatever you learned as a kid is, you know, and by the way, Parents, okay, that's like that's Rob- the end of that clip. He basically, just he needed to take swimming lessons, which is fine. I'm not going to shit on him for that. Um, you know, I still swim like a fucking cocker spaniel when I'm when you throw him in the in the pool. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it gets. It's. I'm. It used to be either, and I still am. I have never learned to tread water. When I get into a pool, I'm either swimming or drowning. There's no two oh, no. in between. Yeah. So I'm either grabbing on something or doing laps. But if I'm just, I, I can have never learned to tread water. So I don't know. I'm an anomaly. Number. I had th- lessons early in my life and I've taught my kids to make sure because it's a survival thing. You well, just my- don't want, you don't want anything <laughs> bad to ever happen. Well, my lesson was in grade three when Mr. Mr. Fucking, I won't say his name, but my, this, he was vegetarian. The first vegetarian I ever met went to Burger King and asked for a burger with no patty. Um, and he, uh, he threw me in the deep end when I was eight and I almost drowned and this was at a pool and, and, uh, he just said, well, you're going to have to learn. That's how you learn. And I choked up all kinds of water and I managed to get to the side and that put the fear of Jesus into me. So I never learned properly after that until way, way later. So Christ, <laughs> fuck <trauma. him. laughs> fuck my parents too. <laughs> like everybody else. I needed a swimming tutor. Number Let it one. out. On May 3rd, J-Lo not a fan of gargoyles. And I love the J-Lo shit because he was desperate for years to get her on the show. Couldn't get her. Went so far as to make friends with Booker and who was dating uh, her sister Linda. And right. was desperate to get her on the show because she was such a phenom. And even now, she's still arguably bigger than him. Right. She was huge back then. And now mm-hmm. she's still, you know, even after getting rid of A-Rod, she's still in the gossip columns for uh, Ben Affleck. That's right. And, you know, she did the movie about scores mm-hmm. where she was like the head stripper who organized all the the scams on the stockholders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he, she's got a career. 
I mean, if you just take away, let's just throw in like Made in Manhattan versus Private Parts, and he's jealous because she actually made some money in her life <laughs> and has is successful, and she's known internationally as well. That's the other thing. Uh, he doesn't have that uh, adoration around the world. Number Ew. one, for a fact that J Lo is disgusted by. Me. Would never fuck me. This is. I was gonna say this. This will make sure she'll never be yeah. here. <laughs> never, never. It's okay. You know, based on all the based on all the failed relationships, maybe it's better we never met. <laughs> We're gonna go through some famous poppies. J Lo, you say whether I love my poppy or I don't love my poppy. I don't love you. Poppy. Okay, here we go. First poppy up is Donald Trump. Okay, so no, obviously he's on there. She's on Andy Cohen's show, and you know, right. once he, once he gets a mention, whoever gets it, he clips it, gives it to him, and then he's got to decide to talk about it. This is like who I would like, right? Yeah, who you? Okay. I, I don't love you, Bobby. Okay, okay. What about um, not my type? I like I what, like Donald, but what, no. what about A Rod? Mm, I love you, Bobby. Ah. <laughs> How about uh, Howard Stern? Oh no, I don't know. No, oh, that was quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She thought more about Donald Trump. She was, she did she was about the answer for you. Yeah, she was more afraid Thank of you, offending. Robin. No. Yeah, Robert, Robert's sticking in the <laughs> Phillips screwdriver in that fucking noggin of his. I love it. And uh, but I mean, it's funny. It's it, you know, he's he's vile. Any any fans out there that believe that he was at one point good looking or he had a good look, please send us that photo. Put it on our Facebook page, and we'll all we'll all just you know. Go after it. Number two, Chris Booker and Linda Lopez couldn't deliver J-Lo. Um, Chris Booker was dating J-Lo's sister, who was lovely. I had a relationship, you know, a friendship yes. with uh, Linda, Linda Lopez, lovely girl. Right. A very nice woman. And Chris was going out with her. So I was hanging out with them because Chris was always a friend. And I got to know Linda and I liked her very much. Bullshit. 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 Why is he not friends with her really? Anymore? Why is there no friendship? Yes, guys, I know you lose friends in, in life and you gain friends. I know all that shit. But d is there anybody out there that thinks that was nothing but an, a, a, an attempt to quote, get, get at J-Lo or get near J-Lo? Anybody? Bueller? <laughs> it was purely him trying to just connect and get up her ass somehow, get, get to her. There was an episode where she was on the show, but not really. Because mm -hmm. he was ben talking Affleck. to Ben Affleck, and she was yeah. in bed with him. And yeah. that's the closest she's ever been to the show. And she refused to talk that day. Well, yeah, because, number one, he had talked all kinds of shit about her for years. And some of these people, you think they don't have memories, or you think, like, the Jennifer Anistons, they'll, you know, they'll forgive you and all this shit. There's some people that will not. And he's, he's made mention of some of them. And then one time... Chris and, and Linda were driving around with J-Lo and I was single, you know, uh -huh. and because I, I had a divorce and, you know, because I'm so great with relationships. <laughs> and um, so, uh, I don't know, Chris called up because, hey, we're driving around with J-Lo. I go, really? I was thinking to myself, you know, I'd like to fuck J-Lo. Maybe <laughs> she should introduce <laughs> me, right? <laughs> <laughs> she, he wouldn't even be a fucking loofah anywhere near her crack. <laughs> he paused so much during that. He couldn't yeah. even, like, get himself together to tell yeah. a good story. Yeah, no way. He was fucking he was bleeding in his mouth. Yes. So uh, I go, hey, Chris, man. 
what, what are you guys doing? Why don't you know? Like, like I wanted to get kind of like in and in, in meet J Lo and right. And I don't know. He never brought her. But he said, "I'm going to bring her by. I'm going to bring her by your apartment." I go, "Good. I don't even have to leave my apartment. Maybe I can bang her right here." He's bringing J Lo. There's nothing about banging guys. Don't don't be fooled. He just wanted the the you know the hype. She's on my show. I can interview or make friends with her, or whatever, and get yeah up socially upward climbing. So no way. And he, plus, you know, imagine what it would be like to be photographed a photograph of J Lo with him on the couch. It would be like two species. Oh. Two, two different species. <laughs> this is just more Hamptons hobnobbing. Yeah. You know, he was in with, um, oh, what was her other husband that he was friends with? Um, no, no, uh, sorry. Uh, hold on. You're, you're not talking Nick Cannon, who was married to Mariah no. Carey. Um, okay, no, so there's Mark Anthony or Anthony. Yes. Anthony. Yeah, him. He was friends with Mark Anthony. Okay. He talked to him at some of that and they got along. Let's right. Go back and yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Right. He's bringing J-Lo to my house. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'm coming over with uh, J-Lo. And then he, for some reason, he never showed up with J-Lo. I think uh, he didn't want me to meet her, but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure J-Lo probably said, I'm not going to that freak's house. Because <laughs> every time I've run into her. She like looks at me like she wants to vomit. <laughs> Can you blame her? <laughs> Smart woman. Exactly. Um, let me see. Number so, three. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to say real quick. Like mm-hmm. Howard met Mark Anthony, one of her former husbands that she had her two kids with, and mm. he got along with Mark Anthony. He didn't have a problem there because obviously he's a smarmy twinky type. Yeah. And he probably complimented them all silly, but yeah. that was just another attempt to get in with the J-Lo crowd. Nope, yep. didn't happen. So nope. there and you go. You, yeah, and the other thing is, it, it's um, if you have to be, if you have to beg so much, if you have to be so desperate, and they smell that desperation, they're never going to let you in. That's the whole point. Uh, let's see, number three, first time, long time, back on. It's Teresa who says she has a cure for Chris Wilding. Yes, Teresa. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was back on. Hi, Hi, Howard. First time, long time. I've been listening since you guys came from D.C. Thank you. And um, so Chris needs to try Desitin. It's for baby rash. You know, is I, this the uh, Jennifer Ritz uh, impressionist? It might very well be. She has that same tone in her voice. So good catch by you. Oh yeah, and the, and also the other, he doesn't have that many female callers, so and often there, you can hear, even the best mimic cannot hide their basic voice when they're doing these impressions. You can still hear the the root uh, of the sound. So anyway, number four, Blobbin loosened up. I don't remember this clip. Yeah, I mean, you're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. So have you loosened up a little bit? Like with how you're a little bit. I yeah. told you I've I've gone to a couple of restaurants. The one thing I did that I didn't want to tell you Uh-oh. was that I went <laughs> to a museum. All right. And there were a lot of people there. <laughs> she looked in the Crow Magnon glass and she thought she saw one of his ancestors. <laughs> okay, so all right. And then the next one, Wiggy the number five, Wiggy the hypochondriac visits friends. Right. And yeah, I went. So, yeah, I went and saw my parents. I did that. 
because they're both vaccinated. So that felt okay, but I do this weird, like, and I and I went to uh, a friend's house. Are you hugging? <laughs> no, 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 no. Kept... What's with this nebulous? I went to a friend's house. Why not just yeah. say who it is? You know, just say their first name, even. He doesn't even hug Beth. By no. the way, <laughs> he's not hugging his parents. He's not hugging shit. No. Distant. We mostly were outside. My friend was showing me his house. Uh, you know, uh, he moved into a new house, and he said, "Come on uh-huh. over." And my wife's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. We went over, but we stayed outside pretty much. You know, except for the tour. But that, he, like, it's weird. Like, even when I do that, I feel like I have a headache all of a sudden. You know, I'm, I'm so such a hypochondriac that I was like, "Oh man, it feels weird to be doing this." No, you're not a hypochondriac. You're just a cocksucker. Uh, like, <laughs> I hate this shit. I really fucking do. If I had his money, my God, what I'd be doing. I'd be buying, like, helicopters for friends. Just say, here, come on over. I'll pay for the gas. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he has no social skills. He doesn't know how to interact. He doesn't know how to compliment people's houses. He doesn't nope. know about architecture or design. Or, or give two shits. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So it's just a chore to him to do all these things and go through someone's house. Right. You give you give someone you give Wiggy a tour of your house, you're actually giving him homework. Just sit him into some fucking lazy boy, throw some almonds at him, a little bit of gay porn, and he's gonna be happier than a pig in shit. And he can have, you know, it's not bang o'clock, it's twink o'clock, it's whatever the fuck else clock you can think of, but it's you know, Wiggy standard time. Uh number six, uh COVID smoke sorry, COVID Smovid or Schmovid. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Pause. Beth's parents, Pause. but they were sat outside. <laughs> yeah, you know, we saw. Them. I did stay with a, a couple. Who <laughs> he were had a taser and a cattle prod in case they got too close. <laughs> also vaccinated, we stayed at their home. Oh, really? Yeah. How many days? Two days. Did that feel weird? I, I had to get over a lot. I had to tell myself it was going to be okay and that I shouldn't yeah. be worried because we didn't mask. Inside their home, right? Because you figured they're. Oh See that? God, these two fucking fear mongers and shit. Like guys, ugh. Anyway, it, it ties into what we've been talking about recently in the breakdowns, guy. And there, there'll be another one uh, due. Let's see when this, I'm not sure when this comes out. Why, why am I even promoing it? This is going to be well after that. But either way, you guys, if you've listened to the ones that you've, the, we've already played, including the one with uh, Bob who sat in, um, they're just two disclaimers that needed for, for these two assholes going in and making people feel even worse. Like what we're doing, unfortunately we're covering it for our breakdowns, but we try to do it in as little uh, time as possible. So you're not fucking this. So we're not a goddamn bring down. I, I gotta say this. I don't think we've had one show since last March, uh-huh. which is um, a year and three months. Mm-hmm. Without a COVID mention or some kind of preaching about the vaccine, staying masked, staying home, not going anywhere, not doing anything, all fear mongering a year. That's 15 months. Okay. It's a year and three months. It's 15 months. And he's still going every goddamn fucking single day with this bullshit. Like we are so Mm -hmm. sick of it. We don't tune into this for that. And nope. All he does is use politics, uh, made-up stories, or beef, or Robin, or Imaginary whoever. friends. 
<laughs> callers, emails. Yeah. All fake. Yeah. Just, just to what? Hear himself talk? And as we get closer to modern day, like the present day, you're going to basically think to yourself, you, the one, like the overriding thought I have is the Andy, um, Andy Cohen tweaking him, which we're going to get into in, in when I don't mean to jump the gun, but him being at the studio, being live, I'm sorry, not being recording on the premises in serious studios is a big, like, fuck you to him. And he's taking it the worst way possible because he's like, oh, oh. Uh, you know, it's safe, but I'm not going back. I don't want to go back. And you're, you're, you speculate that he's got a huge argument with, um, with, uh, Jennifer Ritz or whoever's in charge of him that, you know, like he, they want him to come back because they're wasting all this fucking studio space and time and rental, uh, costs for him to record at home and do a shittier job at home. They don't want that. Yeah, they everybody wants people back at work, but people have become so settled into working from home on Zoom mm-hmm. that it's hard to get workers back, not just at Sirius, but in right. other jobs. Yeah, across and the board. It also allows employers to squeeze employees to get less money because they're not showing up. Mm-hmm. So there is cutbacks allowed if you are going to stay home. Right. Uh, and if it make and it makes not sense for Wiggy that- though. It makes sense that if Shuley, let's say, who left because they were squeezing him, they said, like, well, we, we're not going to fire you. We're going to make it so untenable that you're going to have to leave of your own volition. So there's no, you know, it's not a conflict. But by saying we'll pay you on a prorated basis how many of your bits get through, you're basically saying you're, you're, <laughs> you're a salesman. You're, it's Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. You're, <laughs> you're going to get yeah. a st- You're looking for your set of steak knives. And um, it, it, it's... There's speculation now that Sal's off the show, but I think he appeared in a more recent one, didn't he? Today. Yeah. Uh, June 15th, we're recording this. So, yeah, he was on today, and it was all about high picture. So, we'll get into that in the future, but yeah, Sal's still on the show, for those that were wondering. Mm-hmm. Because that has been a bit of contention for people who didn't haven't heard him in a while. They thought the same yeah. about Richard. Then Richard showed up. So. That's right. It's just yeah. they don't get on very much. And when they do, they do. If it's not hypnosis with Sal, it's, you know, being stupid and not mentioning something he was supposed to bring up about high pitch Eric. Would, so, you, um, would you believe that if, um, what's your take on if Shuley was offered like a, a lesser salary based on, you know, whatever the situation, do you think that the same applies to Richard and Sal as well? Yeah, agree. Yeah. I think the whole staff is being offered less. And they're all taking it, but they're moving away. Even yeah. Bowie's got his house up for sale. Yes, I noticed that. Three million, three point something. I can't remember exactly. It was lower end. Three point one five nine. Yeah, and some people were saying, oh, well, that's, that's nothing. Some people were saying, wow, that's a lot. I didn't realize he was such a well-heeled monkey. And um, I, I don't, like, t- t- it seemed stupid to get it during the serious years anyway, because his kids were only going to grow and in, in 10 years be out of the house anyway. So... I don't know. It seems like a waste of space for so few people, such a small family. But we needed to, uh, he needed to brag a little, I think. That was just him going like, look, I'm moving on up. <laughs> yeah. But he hasn't said where he's moving yet. Like, there was no. talk of him going to, like, Maine in the Maine. summer, yeah, Florida in the winter. But then he yeah. said that's all off the table. But he didn't say what's on the table. So mm-hmm. we have no clue. Be curious to find out what happens. Because the other thing is, people are saying, uh, I, mean, I think it was Carol, Carol Cheney who said... Um, 
she heard him in a wrap-up show, and he sounded like he said like some ang- existential angst. I don't remember which episode, and she didn't get back to me on that, but she said he sounded in his voice like he was in, you know, he was all nerves. And if you're trying to sell a house, and you've got all your stuff packed up waiting to sell it, um, you know, or maybe you're just anxious because you can't afford the house anymore, yeah, you'd be nervous. Yeah. I'm not I'd... sure what it is, but uh, we'll find out eventually. We'll yeah. get into it. Yep, for sure. Be carriers of COVID, then you could get it, but then you would only have mild symptoms, I think, for the most part, but they don't know 100% that. It's so right, confusing. Right. Uh, yeah, you're still. Fuck off. Number seven, rescinding a fever. And I believe we use. We, oh, no, we didn't use this one, I don't think. May 3rd, did. did we? Okay. You used this with uh, oh, Benjamin. Benjamin. For the, okay. For the but, one you and Sam did with him about, oh, I've got a fever, I'm dying, and now it's. I. I barely had anything. It was nothing. okay. Okay, so my bad. I thought that we had only used it up to April, but um, that I've learned from being in quarantine and wearing masks and all that stuff. You get a. I haven't even had a cold during it. Right. I'm fucking wood, but bullshit. I mean, I haven't. You did have something though a couple of weeks ago. I did. I had like a little bit of like I thought I was having a little bit of fever and stuff, but I it, it didn't even count as a fever. It was like fuck <laughs> off, a little bit elevated, but I I really never got a cold or anything. Yeah, I haven't or, had anything. Oh fuck off, the two of you. He he made it like he was he had the fucking black plague, and uh, he was coughing up his pancreas. That asshole wasn't sure if he could finish the show. Mm-hmm. He wasn't sure if he should even be there. And now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it was it was nothing. Fuck you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a disgrace. I mean, there's people that most people would not have to bullshit about their symptoms or whatever. They'd be straight up and say, look, I feel like this, whatever. The, the need to this this need to fucking be under like subterfuge and and this gaslighting. Fuck right off. Number eight is called slob and hides from wig. House. I stayed at someone's house. I went to the museum and I've been to a couple of restaurants. So you kept that a secret from me. She knows better. <laughs> I was like, you, I'm not telling Howard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, I mean, we've spoken on the phone. You didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. Because <laughs> you know I would have talked you out of it. <laughs> no, she just didn't want to lecture. And she didn't want to hear, like, your bullshit. So that's, that's the main reason why she kept it from you. Oh, but I'm here only it is. seeing vaccinated people. Here you go. 74 vaccinated. She got uh, blasted because she tried to have a going away party for Ronnie. Yes. Happened Good. this week, Monday, maybe. Uh, and, uh, I can't recall. Maybe last week. Either way, it don't matter. Yeah. She was trying to organize a going away party because Ronnie's moving to Vegas. That's the right. end of this month or the beginning of July. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because he put his foot down. He told her no freaking way. And then she was like, she kind of hinted about something on Zoom or mm-hmm. he guessed that maybe she was going to try and have something on Zoom. And he's like, I don't want to be a part of that at all. And he's just being a <laughs> fucking prick. He who, said you were, who said you were invited, asshole? <laughs> There's the conundrum. He doesn't want to do this shit. But if you invite him, he, if you don't invite him or you didn't tell him about it, he'd be all like, why wasn't I invited? This is your fucking. But he has no problem using Ronnie for an hour and a half of material. About mm-hmm. why Vegas is so bad and telling him to get like a condo here and a condo out there yeah. and then go back and forth and how the pool's hot. And it's just, it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, and he, you know, my, he doesn't oh, pay his. I'm sorry, I just got to say this. He doesn't Please. pay his staff enough to have two homes. He's nope. got three fucking homes, okay? And yep. I posted them today. Mm-hmm. His $52 million mansion, his $20 million mansion, and then whatever, like a $22 million one penthouse in New York. Mm-hmm. So he's so unrelatable. He just he berates them until they have nothing left to say except this is all I can do. Yeah. Well, without th- saying that he doesn't pay them enough. Yeah, and you're gonna you, you will have heard that guys when we uh, release the Billy West stuff, of course, and uh, you know, it, it, like it, I'm in charge until it comes to salary discussion, and then it's Sirius's problem or it's Tom Chisano you have to talk to. Don't talk to me about that. I'm not in control. Whatever bullshit you wants to spin, you can't have it both ways. But and I feel bad personally for Ronnie. I, I have I have since this thing started because. I don't know, I have a soft spot for, for Ronnie. I don't think he's any kind of person you want to be married to. Um, but he seems to me like a guy's guy, and he just always seemed like a very, just, I don't know, very, very transparent. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he was a dick for a lot of years. He was. He had a he big was. ego on him, and he oh, was going to scores. Before he met Stephanie, that was probably his worst time period because he had just gotten divorced. Yeah, And then he was off, like, in this whole other world, and he was running shit, and Wiggy couldn't control him back then, but now he's got him on, like, fucking lockdown. And he's, what, 70 almost? 70, so. 71, something like that, yeah. And anyway, I just, I just, I feel like, you know what, get, let him get, escape the fucking compound. Let him escape from, from, uh, Wig York. And, uh, I, I think that it, in... He when he does get to wherever in Las Vegas, uh, that's the destination as far as I understand it. When he does get there, he's going to have such a fucking weight off his shoulders that even if he's on Zoom, and that will probably get phased out because you know it it doesn't. If they need people in studio, if they do go back to the studio and he can't be there, but except for you know Zoom or telephone, he's just he's just going to get phased out because that doesn't work. It doesn't work nearly as well as when someone's in studio. Yep. Well, also I'm pretty sure vegas is three hours behind like california mm-hmm. so if he's starting at seven that's going to be four o'clock ronnie time yep in vegas and you know there is the thought that this is pre-recorded so that yeah. might not apply it what i'm saying but if he's going to be on the show he'd have to be up at 4 a.m and yeah. i kind of think ronnie's still going to be part of the show and available for comments but they might just have them on certain days. So Maybe. it might only be one day a week that they need them or mm-hmm. one every other week, one day. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's funny. We were talking about, uh, you know, how Billy West was just such a fucking loss. But now it's like anybody on that show is a loss that does have any kind of like, a, you know, uh, presence. Like when Ronnie leaving is the same as Billy. Ronnie leaving in 2021 is the same as Billy. And that's how sad the show is. Just incredible. Number nine, Wig is an honest man. This, this is hopeless. This is, I, I just saw that. Like, I was barely breaking a thousand, and I went, let's say I go up 200 points. I'm still not getting in anywhere good. So, fuck <laughs> it. And I, I remember going to it, and I never cracked a book. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that my entire education, I don't believe I ever studied for an exam. And my grades reflected it. Oh, hold on. This is the SAT score thing. He said he never broke a thousand. It's either the SAT thing or how he cheated on tests in school. Sure. Which makes perfect sense. 
Um, but didn't you say, uh, I don't know, because we don't do SATs in Canada, as far as I know. Um, but what did you say the, um, the equivalent was when you add these scores up and what the equivalent would be if it was like a, a, a letter grade for him? <laughs> the score well, that he gave? You gave me a calculation I believe, once. <laughs> I believe he got a 950 out of 1600. Okay. So that's barely a 50%. It's like 65%. <laughs> <laughs> so you think even basic studies was going, I don't know. I don't know about this mm-hmm. guy. If you got the cash, we'll, we'll yeah. give you a shot. Right. Uh, okay, so. It was, you know, I don't even know how I graduated. I don't even know. I just kind of coasted by. Once in a while, a guy would let me copy off his, you know, exam. You know, that kind of thing. I, I relied on the um, good graces of others. The kindness is... And that has never changed. He, he also depends on interviewers not to fucking press him. He depends on guests not to throw shit in his face when he's going after them. Please. Hence, his whole radio career. Stealing yes. from Steve Dahl. Even, like, um, the zookeeper, uh, John DeBella. Yep. You know, he, there, were, there were things there. There was um, stealing from Jay Leno. Stealing mm-hmm. from whoever and anyone. Possible. Mm-hmm. It's just that's his mo. Yeah, that's his motive. That's what he does. Yeah, get the ready. Vietnam, if, the if Vietnam vet bit from the Grease Man, which was on a record for fuck's sake. He he either bought the rights for or stole Fart Man from National Lampoon. There's a record out there. I think it's called the White Album, and it's 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 a 45 second premise on the sh- on the thing. He decided he was going to make it into a movie. <laughs> there there are SNL sketches with less substance that were made into movies and made money, but Fartman wouldn't. Um at any rate, I find that funny about his his schooling because again for years I thought he was playing dumb. That's why I tuned in. I thought he was just like dice playing a Brooklyn dumbo that kind of thing. No, he really is stupid. Well, doesn't it make sense now that he would get punched in the nose because he was found copying off of somebody? Yep. And maybe they weren't happy with him and they wanted to teach him a lesson and be like, fuck you, motherfucker. You ain't cheating off of our shit. Do oh, yeah. your own work. And, you know, there he's getting beaten up. Hmm. Maybe he got beat up for a reason. Yeah. And it's a little the only thing is, is it's a little at odds with what Colford writes in the book saying that, you know, initially at Boston University, he wasn't doing well. But then he kind of, you know, put his nose to the gr- his nose, his considerable nose to the grindstone. And you've never seen that grindstone again since. Um, and then, um, and he, he upped his grades. But the way he explained it in subsequent shows, well, like he, over the years, was that he took a couple of bird courses to up his average, which I think almost everybody does. I took drama one time and I go, <laughs> thank God I'm not in drama. Um, it, was, uh, it was probably the easiest fucking thing I ever did. And it just made me think less of the whole, you know, the faculty in general, not about, not about acting. I think you either have it or you don't guys. I'm not insulting people in their vocation, but I think you're a born actor and you can only learn so much. It's like anything else. P- people are meant to paint, meant to make music, meant to be, you know, good writers and stuff. And there's only certain things you can learn to improve, but generally you got it or you don't. Um, we are done with the, the, there's not much left of that one, I don't believe, but let's play the last few seconds. Strangers. I relied on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> He's Wig Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. A, a, a streetcar named Desire. Um, number four. Yeah, go ahead. There was no kindness. It was just purely him stealing. 
They weren't offering it up to him. He just took whatever he wanted his whole life. That makes more sense, certainly. Um, I meant to say May 4th, guys. Uh, mag- number one, magnesium versus potassium versus faggotism. <laughs> I feel like I've been up so long this morning that it's time to go back to bed. So, good night. Hey, now. <laughs> there, there's your host. <laughs> With that fucking Rob Zombie music. <laughs> imagine, going <to> heavy, <laughs> imagine going to a heavy metal concert like, you know, you know, uh, Charred Walls of the Damned and the, the singer goes, ah, that's it, guys. Thanks. <laughs> We're fucking not ready for the shit. We're done. We didn't sleep good. Sorry. Bye. Fuck <laughs> they come you, on, they come on stage. They come on stage in pajamas and a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I'm in such hair problems. I woke up this morning. I, I understand <laughs> every day for the show because we do video the show, and and uh, you should yes. know that an app. It's free to all subscribers. What happened to Whale Rock? What happened to Howard 360? It was 360. How much it would have cost? Three bucks, sixty cents, and he wouldn't pay it. <laughs> <laughs> Just BS in the ethers now. Yeah, exactly. You can see the video component of the show. So you have to spruce up a bit, as you know, Robin. You have to, you know, do your makeup, etc. Uh, but um, haven't had a haircut in a while. And a, my routine is I shower the night before. And then my hair, and I put a lot of gel in. And then- we know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you held him by the legs. The way you know when a kid, baby is born and you hold him upside down. Right. You did the same with him, but you just stuck him in an inkwell. <laughs> Am I the only one having deja vu right now? Like the beginning of the show. Yes. Him complaining, him talking about his hair, needing a yeah. haircut, and how difficult it out. is. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just the same old shit. Right. The guy who was stuck between, he had his arm, he had to saw off his own arm in, what was that, 136 days or whatever the fuck? That guy had a rough morning. 126 days. Right. That, that guy had a rough morning. Wig, you, not so much. By morning, my hair expands from the gel, and it's ready to go for air. But today, there was no shape to it. It was like, it was all, I must have had a rough night. It was all, I did have a rough night, actually. Can you imagine Phil Spector when he has a wake and shake look? <laughs> it gets better uh, twice yeah. with um you ever get those muscle cramps in your legs i have had yes yeah all of a sudden i've had that two nights in a row i hadn't had it in a long time it so usually I guess I means was... there's some something missing <laughs> yeah muscle <laughs> protein <laughs> minerals <laughs> vitamins I think is yeah, oh my God, because guys, you've seen now. I posted if you're not if you're not in the Facebook group, get in there. I posted a bunch of jogging photos, and it's the one, yes, in the middle of mid jog, mid stride, and the one, it looks like um, a dried out fucking turkey leg, um, and with no definition, and uh, it, it really looks like there's a 90 year old guy famous in the states for being like a Jack Lalane type person. I can't remember his name, and that's he looked like a bag of bones, but he was still very active. That's what his leg looked like, and this was a 10 year old photo, maybe older. His leg looks like a corpse leg, yeah, that's atrophy. been dried out and embalmed for <laughs> putting underground. Yes, it's so horrendous. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. 
Yeah, no, it's it's awful. I mean, and I'm not so when you guys think, oh, I'm mocking fat people or mocking like no, 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 that's self that's self loathing when I do that. But when um, because I'm not exactly I'm 350 sit ups away from the body of a young Mark Hamill, as we as as our baby gorilla would say, but um, he uh, he went the opposite way so drastically, and it's awful. Any fucking trainer worth his salt, Michael Battaglia, fire him, fire a psychiatrist, fire everybody who told him you look good, you're looking good. He needs meat. He needs meat, lots of it, and he needs all kinds of carbs and shit, and to work out properly, not to be fucking staring on the staring into space on the Peloton. Like yeah, a mineral salt. of some sort. Right. Uh, well, not salt. It's um, like I when I get it, I have to take uh, magnesium. Wrong. Magnesium. But uh, I'm on a new diet and I feel great from it. But uh, maybe I need some kind of minerals, but I don't know anything about it. And- OK, so the Robin is wrong dot com site would love this if it still existed. Yeah, she meant potassium. You potassium. need potassium. If you're having leg cramps, you're not getting enough bananas or other vegetables, fruits that are going to supply you with potassium, not magnesium. What a fucking asshole. Uh, number two, pulling, <laughs> pulling out old lady wig hair. <laughs> <laughs> Love these titles. Um, yeah, there's always something going on with me, but... Uh... Anyway, a lot of people think because I'm really handsome, I don't have to work on my look. But when I wake up in the morning, uh, hair, and this morning, it was just crazy. Do you just use your fingers or do you have yeah. a utensil or some sort of tool? <laughs> Tongs? <laughs> it's a salad niçoise. I have a toothbrush. I scratch my ass with <laughs> Get my worms going. No, I, I, you know, I use my hands and I pull it out. And every time I pulled it out, it looked worse. And then I sprayed it down. I have this stuff that Beth hates the smell of. Um, it. We we talked about this before, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he hit the blue it's rinse. Some kind of something. hippie spray. It's supposed to smell like the beach, but it's patchouli. It's like patchouli. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Sa- old lady sand- smell. Sandalwood, Chinese sandalwood, sea incense. salt. Yeah. Um, oh, and something else like a conditioner, and you yeah, can spray remember you it said in. It smells like the ocean or something. Well, it does, and it's it smells uh, like old lady hair, according to Beth. Oh, oh, like when you when Grandma gives you a hug, you know, and it's like <laughs> knowing Beth, it's sea salt and caramel. So when she's stuck in the middle of the night, she can just break off a tendril and eat it like it's taffy. Uh, oh. I know it's what a revolting thing. Number three, Wig's hair needs <laughs> Wig's hair needs a village of donors. <laughs> this hair of mine takes a village. I'm, but, but I'm totally alone, and uh, I probably need well, a good you know, shaping. It's in parts, it looks good. Like there's, yeah. there's some of it that came together. Yeah, I mean, I'm blessed with a great head of hair. I mean, I am. It's, it's. I don't oh. But it is curly, and I don't have to color it. This okay. You're. I'm going to ask you to do your little. This. It's not much of a psychology thing because we've already gone through this, I suppose. But. Why even go forward with that that lie? I don't have to color it. <sighs> um, I guess he's got to pump himself up, his so ego, much. and keep, you know, if you say things enough, people will believe it. And there are, like we said, fans that will stand by him and his lies right. and his hypocrisies. Right. So he's just hoping for that, maybe. But, mm-hmm. like, it's got to be all about him, Ed. 
yeah. it's always him, him, him. So this is all he has to talk about. Like, I just, I, I, I'm yeah. lost for words at some points on these. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, as my mother says, you need shaping. <laughs> but, Your mom uh, always there for you. <laughs> yeah. My mom hadn't seen me in a year and then she looks at me and she frowns and goes, curly hair needs shaping. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in Dumb and Dumber when Lloyd has to, Lloyd has to get his nails trimmed and they break out the fucking bandsaw and uh, yeah. all of a sudden you see sparks <laughs> flying? I imagine that's the look like you know and the, the the hairdresser that's what Tony Coburn has to use with his fucking wig when she's when she's still doing it. Uh, number 4 down here in Florida. Car, like a, a card that identifies who got the vaccine. I want that. Uh, I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm all for the government invading these assholes' privacy. That's all they're worried about. But down here in Florida, there's some fucking weird story that, that there's a, a private school where if you've been vaccinated, you can't teach there. Yep. So, bingo. That was our proof that he had finally moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was there about six weeks. Then he came back Memorial Day weekend, somewhere in that two-week vacation he took yep. for a hot, what I like to call hot girl summer. <laughs> where he's, you just, he's you in just the Hamptons. That, that's a title for a good retro wave song. Go ahead. He's in the Hamptons. He's ready to party with uh, Bon Jovi, sure. Jimmy Fallon, Alec Baldwin, yep. Jerry Seinfeld. Yep. You name it. Any of the fuckers that are still willing to put up with his old ass yeah. are there. Yeah. And Beth is couldn't be happier. I mean, she had all her posts down in Florida with her fucking Helen Rose bag with oh, yeah. bullshit, you know, like her feet buried in the sand and, you know, to hide the size 14s that she wears. <laughs> it's just their way <laughs> of living the life. Like, Florida's hot in the summer. It's humid. There's bugs. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not going to be back in Florida until Labor Day. They're going to spend the rest of the summer in Hamptons. Hamptons. I guarantee you guys, if you check the videos on the Mm -hmm. Howard Stern Show YouTube page, you will see there are no guitars unless he decides to add them. Because, funny enough, he started playing one this week. But he played the same chord, the same string over and over and over. And he had trouble Mm -hmm. making up lyrics. It wasn't (laughs) there... There was zero talent. Like, I've never touched a guitar in my whole life, and I could probably do better. I've played violin. I've played the flute, whatever my kids played, just to check it out. But this guy, nothing. Um, yeah. So down here in Florida is the name of the clip because he finally admitted it. But it, he had already been there a month, and we knew it, too. Well, what I don't understand is he has the money to make a room look at the studio, the home studio look exactly the same in both places. Why go through the lame attempt at trying to conceal that you're in a different place than where you say you are, uh, and then make the attempt visually to obscure it, but not do a hundred percent exact same job. Like you want to be found out at that point. It you're could creating be the a, argument. Creating, where's Waldo? <laughs> right. It's also <laughs> that, you know, he doesn't um, want to be found. He doesn't want people after him. He doesn't want to be traced. He doesn't want serious 
hounding him or are people hounding Sirius? Like, why isn't Howard in studio? Andy Cohen's back in studio. Why is he down in Florida? Does he need a license down there? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. How can he broadcast from his house from a multi-million dollar company? I don't get it. There's mm-hmm. so many arguments of why. And then we went over the whole taxes thing, too, of yeah. living in Florida is cheaper, but you got to be there six months. Well, yeah. if you're only in Hamptons for three months... Obviously, you got nine months to live in Florida, which he probably will do. But yeah. it's yet to be proven, so we'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. And the other thing is, guys, I should point it out. Lots of people have been uh, coming forward saying, and not just with, with, us, with us in our Facebook group, have been going on Reddit and saying, look at this ad, the latest serious batch of serious ads that come up on my tablet, on my computer. He's nowhere to be found. I'm going to argue for him that if it's not premium, they can't advertise him like if they're saying this is the offer and it's the offer for a certain amount of channels, but not his, which is the, the top tier, right? That's right. my own, that's my only sort of, I don't want to have to defend him, but I'm thinking that's exactly what that means. It's free, but not with him. He doesn't come with that or, you know, here's a special offer, but it doesn't include that tier. So we can't do false advertising. And that's, that's my only takeaway. Yep. Well, along the same serious lines, like they had a three week, uh, free trial period where anybody, who has it already set up in their car or yeah. anywhere else could join for free and not pay anything. And Howard's part of that. Mm-hmm. So two weeks of that were replays. One week was live mm-hmm. and it was bullshit. It was just yeah. lame. Yeah. It was last week. And then it went off of the free trial. So I think that's kind of like to sucker people in, but yeah, <laughs> he's not making it to commercials because who's going to want to, want to subscribe looking at that gargoyle i mean <laughs> seriously i've called him Rhea perlman i've yeah. called him a grasshopper i've yeah. called him a million things it's uh wigginstern he's just not people friendly no, so socially or visually nothing nothing yeah. about it right. and if you tune into that shit you're gonna hear like covid fear-mongering okay. ass play with ass napkin ed um just lame political stuff that no one wants to hear or him talking about his hair. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. No, no. doesn't do, doesn't move the dial for serious. Okay. Well, let me ask you a, a, let's play with time a little bit here. Let's play with, um, you have carte blanche. You're, you're Jennifer Vitz. Okay. And you have power over him. If you wanted to save his show, and I don't mean by going in there with a fucking flamethrower and just torching it for everybody. How could you, how could he rather turn things around if at all possible? I don't think he could. I don't think, I think it's too far gone now. Not possible. Yeah. Because look at the, the narcissist, the MPD you have, who is going to do things his way. And he's going to tantrum if he doesn't get his way. Okay. So everything, it's his way or the highway. And he's already got you know, the staff that is living in fear, willing to do whatever they can just to get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. I don't know how she could improve the show unless she brought in some like really high level a list guests that would draw people in. But how are you going to convince a high level a list people to come in? It's just like musical groups. Like you're, they have to find a place to perform because they don't have a, st- no one's in the studio. Yeah. Like you were lucky the Foo Fighters could go to the Sirius LA studios or wherever they were. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they were. 
but I'm just saying, like, for example, he used to have Metallica in a lot. You know, mm-hmm. now he's got to find and send microphones, and it's a whole to-do of getting those people in. And a lot of times, the, what, the big draw is musicians, honestly, because mm-hmm. people yeah. love music. Yes, they want they do. current music, but he's not up on current music. No. There's so many things, like I've mentioned Run the Jewels. I've mentioned, well, rest in peace, Juice World. You would have been great, you know, to get. Um, there's another one, uh, Melanie Martinez, mm-hmm. who is kind of a teeny bopper thing, but has really great music, just mm-hmm. for anybody, uh, probably women more than anything. But mm-hmm. again, it's kind of like there's these new artists coming out, and he's not going to get them because they just, they're not relatable. No. He's irrelevant. He yeah. doesn't have the draw. No, and there's doesn't. so many things. There, there's so many suggestions I have, but if I was Jennifer Witz, yeah, I'd go the way of music. I'd get him back in that fucking studio, ASAP, mm-hmm. and I'd say, look, I don't care if you have to wear a double mask or we're going to put up screens mm-hmm. or curtains or something to prevent you from getting in touch with anybody. We'll give you the star treatment. Yeah. We'll bring you up the freight elevator. You won't have to deal with anybody. Just a certain group of drivers, uh, tissue, uh, shushers, tissue people, <laughs> tissue wranglers, uh, fountain pen fillers, journal people, whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. That's just <laughs> Jennifer. With if you want to call me, get a hold of me. Contact Fillmore. I just got. I just thought of the late the Photoshop for this one. He's the Wizard of Schnoz. pay no attention to that man behind the curtain clip number five guys where are my notes uh a video went viral okay here hold on i'll read this to you what i do with it pause (laughs) dead air can i find this pause you gotta talk about this too about matthew mcconaughey running for governor oh he's running for governor too well, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you all about split. it. I'll tell you all about it when I get my fucking notes together. You know what? This is worse than when Robin was still reading the news. Worse. <laughs> oh, Magoo, you've done it again. Yeah, they said that without like you. This is a joke, but it's not a joke. It's he's actually that fucking disorganized, and uh, it's that dead air. Fuck. If I was Jennifer Vitz, I don't. Do you figure he was just grandfathered in that whole right to refusal contract thing? And then he just took a, a low ball offer and she stuck with him. I truly believe that he negotiated into his contract that if he wants to work from home and feels safer that way as the diva, he is, he will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we haven't, uh, when's the last time we heard fake Jennifer Vitz call? Not too long ago, but that's that's still on the table. That still happens. It's um, well, he took two weeks off. He had yeah. last week. We didn't hear it, and then we're two days into this week. We haven't heard it. So it's been it's due. It's a month. due. <laughs> we're due. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he gets if this with this Andy Cohen thing, that's more recent. And again, I sorry to jump ahead, guys. We may start hearing some more of it just to take his anger out on not Andy, but. You know, someone who's in charge of making sure staff get in the fucking studio. It's still another stab at serious. Yeah. Any way you look at it. So oh, yeah. if it's not Jennifer, it's Andy. And it's just him yep. creating his fear mongering about it's not safe to come back to studio. 
And he, okay. this is the thing they mentioned. Or no, I, it wasn't on the show. It was on a podcast I watched where they mentioned having 40 people on staff. But hmm. they cut it in half. We think it's 70, maybe 80. And he talked about it being uh, people on top of each other. I think it was during the Andy. Actually, he did. Uh-huh. He mentioned 40 people on staff. And uh-huh. it's, it's way more than that. So let's, let's keep diving ahead. Okay. And uh, let's get him, we'll wait till he gets his non-thought together. Do I vote mm. for Caitlin or Matthew? <laughs> well, Matthew's running in Texas. Oh, he's running for governor in Texas. Where the fuck is that story? Hmm. School. Oh, dear. Yeah. Drink. Does anybody know where you put the story? Oh, here it is. Private school. Oh, here, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Private school in Florida is barring teachers who've gotten a COVID-19 vaccination. It took him, that was 47 seconds, guys, that clip. Yep. So it took him, but it was seven, 40 seconds before he finally found the notes. Can you imagine that? Let's say it was just a news broadcast, man. Let's just say it was, I don't know, NBC six o'clock news or whatever the fuck and you were just on air going hold on a second uh uh let's see mm-hmm. somewhere some i think uh i'll be with you right with you san diego um yeah and that... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? oh my god so like the the He's the unreliable narrator he's the unreliable note taker <laughs> he's like a a fucking corpse barely yeah. operating yeah oh the irony number six and we're almost done this is the last clip for the fourth it's crazy well this must be one of those new schools i've read about where you graduate stupider than when you went in <laughs> like you go in smart and they make you That's stupid right. Well, there have been experts mm. who have said uh, parenting and teaching is the uh is the degenious thing of children. Hey, Wolfie, <laughs> you know, that... They're fine until they get a hold. We get a hold of them. Listen to these. Hey, two... Wolfie, is that really your mom on the phone? Listen to these two fucking dim bulbs talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Have you homeschooled a kid yet? Oh. I homeschooled two for 15 months. Okay. Brutal. No fucking clue what you're talking about, guys. Mm-hmm. Those to senior citizens have never raised a child have right. never taught anything to anybody one of whom had three them. kids <laughs> one of whom had three children and didn't have to do anything fuck's sake i, I just can't i am beyond words on this one it's well well the worst part is like first of all for a lot of t- like a lot of us I-, I hate to say it but math was never my strong suit. If I had to homeschool my kid about math, I'd have to actually do the work with them to get my remedial skills up because they're shit to begin with. I was that fucking asshole hoping I could get a 50 and being happy with a 51 or 60 thinking I just fucking scored. And um and meanwhile <laughs> there'd be Asian students, my Asian friends be crying cuz they only got an 85. <laughs> <laughs> You know they're getting a whipping when they got home. Go ahead. Do you know how many like Spanish classes I've done? Chemistry, Google Slides, poems, sixth grade math. Like it's unreal what I've had to relearn. And I've had to YouTube stuff just to get like conversion factors or yeah. um uh you know, rules for equations. And yes. I almost graduated with a math degree. 
mm-hmm. chose a different subject, but I'm well versed in math. And even still, like 25, 30 years later from grade school and high school, mm-hmm. I had to look this stuff up. And trying to teach your own kid does not work. They don't want to hear it. They want to hear it from a teacher. Yeah. But they don't even have the ability to stay awake or focus on class. So yeah. they're all they have is me. And I'm like, dude, you just got to do this. If you just pay attention, I'm like, here's a shortcut. I learned yeah. this, but they don't want to hear it. So it's no. ridiculous. Yeah. And as far as Wiggy and Robin trying to explain people getting dumber during COVID, like, yeah, they are. Because yeah. most parents don't care to teach. Mm-hmm. And even those that do, the kids don't want to hear it. So it's like a lose-lose for everybody. Yeah, I don't know what this generation is going to produce other than podcasters. Yeah. Um, Podheads. Game, gamers. <laughs> yeah. Podheads. Yeah, uh, true. I know a lot of kids that are TikTokers. in high school. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. They're, all, they're, they're all in that, but like, none of them are going to have real-life skills. And it, it's, it's worrisome. Sad. Yeah, it's it's worrisome actually because I've seen how they interact with each other and 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 it's it's disturbing a little bit. I have one niece that's fairly well, a couple of nieces that are fairly well grounded, but they're the older ones, the older like nieces and nephews. I fucking shudder to think what they're going to be like. You know, the singles bar is now <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like swipe. <laughs> you don't even get the chance to be turned down. You're like, no, no, no fuck no. <laughs> it's so superficial. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not even that you are doing necessarily a bad job of uh, tu- uh, tutoring your homeschooling your kids. It's it's too much of mom or dad. They already get you at home. They don't want more of you for school. And I had right. friends that think, unfortunately, like they had parents who were teachers and they had to be in the same school. And it was brutal for them because they had to be on their best behavior. They um, they knew enough like um, the te- they, the teachers were going to tell their mother or father like they wouldn't even wait till they they wouldn't have the time to get home and to tell them their story because the kid was right there, and um, and they suffered their grades suffered a lot. Of, I knew one or two kids that actually had to change schools deliberately so that they wouldn't be taught by their parents and they couldn't be. Wow. And, uh, yeah, just because they just said they knew, and that even the parent was okay with it because they said, "No, I, I get it. You got to be away. It's too too much, mom. It's too much, dad." Now, guys, we are into May fifth. Believe it or not, we have um, entered. Uh, we've entered <laughs> the forbidden zone. Um, number one is called taking credit for Georgie's Jeopardy tryout. Plus, rest in peace, Alex. How much do you make? Now, this is about Stephanopoulos. I was thinking to Kay initially, and then I remembered uh, Stephanopoulos had a tryout or was going to try out for Jeopardy. Did you ever watch any episodes with him in it? I'm a regular watcher of Jeopardy, and mm. George has not been on yet. Okay. Uh, this week is Katie Couric. We just finished with Mayim Bialik from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, uh, Blossom. She was also Blossom. Yep. So, um, yeah, we had uh, Anderson Cooper. He didn't really comment on him too much. I think he's pulling for George because he put George's name in the hat or in the ring early on. Mm-hmm. And he, this is him wanting credit for nominating George to be George Stephanopoulos to be on Jeopardy as the full-time host. But they're going to go all the way through August with um, special guests for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and then they're gonna who who would you put in just out of curiosity? That Mayim Bialik would be great, actually. I think she. I a lot liked of fun. her. I did like her, but 
The one I voted for, which I think you and I both agree on, is LeVar Burton. He'd be great. Uh, reading Rainbow. He hasn't done it yet. Mm-hmm. He should be coming up in the near future, either in July or August. Um, yeah, we'll see. But he'd be, I, he'd be know, wonderful. He's got such a great voice, too, in his presence. And uh, very, you know, yeah. fair, like, easygoing kind of thing. Did you ever hear that story Bruce Valanche told about um, LeVar Burton when he was filming Roots? No. <laughs> they were, it was 1976 or so, I can't remember, but Paul Lind was filming the Halloween special, like the Halloween <laughs> special, and they were smoking outside, and Brad, Paul had a witch's outfit on, and he didn't know names, but he saw LeVar Burton walking by as they were smoking, and then he just, out of nowhere, goes, Roots! <laughs> He sees her and he goes, Roots, in that Poland voice. And LeVar Burton just oh, fucking God. busted, got laughing. Because <laughs> this site. Anyway, um, the, I don't think any show will go by without a Paul Lind reference, guys. Sorry. Uh, let's listen to that first clip. Monopolis, one of the people they're going to audition. Yes, he is doing it. So, you know, it's funny. I never heard from George. Like, you know, I'm the guy who pushed this whole idea from the beginning that George Stefano, he better not disappoint me. He better do a do good fucking job. Do you think he owes you a call? Uh, I think it would have been nice. I think he should have picked up the phone and said, you know, Howard, thank you. Because you know what? You know, how much money do you think Alex Trebek was making? Oh, oh he George. made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying whoever gets that gig. What a fucking bullshit. And as much money as Alex Trebek was making, it was not the money he was making that first contract to Sirius. So what a stupid fucking thing to say. Um, number two, <laughs> look at my fuckable ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Just play it. Look at my ass, my penis area, and my legs in these How, Muggsy what jeans. What are you wearing? Those pants. You look so good in those pants. I'm wearing Muggsy jeans, Robert. Wow. Nope. They make your ass look good. Yeah, I'm telling you. I don't know what it is about these jeans, but my ass looks fuckable. <laughs> um, okay, is this, is this a live read? Yes, and who do you think it's for? Ralphie? Maybe. It has to be Muggsy jeans. What the fuck is that? Is that some yeah, kind of? That's... Is that like some Jim Henson creation? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's some kind of jeans. I don't know. I don't buy them, but I guess Bowie gets them for free. And oh I my guess lord, they have elastic in them, so all the <laughs> do they lose like their un- Hine <laughs> and Benji and Bowie can all fit into them. And Jason did Untuck It bail on them. Along with Gardine. Haven't heard Gardine in a while. Yeah, no slot you know, commercials. Well, okay, well, fair enough. And number, if you've ever wanted to fuck a swizzle stick, I guess Stern could be considered fuckable. Number 3A, distinguished uh, gen- Exactly, distinguished gentleman. And, and uh, he is now a distinguished gentleman, by the way. He refused for the first time to record his song... At uh, this I point think... in his life, he's decided he's going to be distinguished. Nice. <laughs> By the way, you know, George. Good on you, George. I... Good on you, George. Fuck you. Fuck them. Like he he'd been he'd been no no offense no pardon the expression bending over backwards for for them and doing pretty much being a pretty good sport. But um, he, him putting his foot down. I bet you ten bucks that was Brad saying, "No, no, you're not going to be their yep. gay monkey anymore." So. Get in. They don't even pay you probably as much as they used to. So fuck it. Why give them that extra bit? George is trying to do all kinds of serious stuff on his Twitter. 
on his Instagram, you know, with politics and mm-hmm. Asian American things, uh, mm-hmm. Japanese American things. Sorry. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. So being the butt of jokes, gay jokes specifically on the mm-hmm. Howard Stern show doesn't suit him anymore. No. And he's like 80 years old. Yeah. So, oh, wait, George is 84. Brad is 67. Yep. So I think Brad had the common sense to be like, George, you can't do this stuff anymore. Right. You can't sing songs for them. You're, you've got to learn to be distinguished. But you know what? Wilding does a Takei impression that mm. does everything they wish George would say, but he sure. says it for them. Well, so the other George thing is, is, is stuck. He's, well, the- he's one of those uh, indentured servants. Well, he's first of all, I think he may be part of the Buckwald organization. In fact, I'm almost certain of it because he would get a lot of voice work. And that was originally what Buckwald was. It was strictly radio guys um, who had who worked with who had him as an agent. And then the agency just expanded to include so-called actors like Robin Givens, a.k.a. beard fucking beard protégés. But in terms of this is like he survived the George. Did you ever force someone? He survived me, too. George Takei because yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how because he's old and gay and Asian <laughs> like he ticked a lot I of boxes or like who cared other no one stu- was coming forward well other stuff came up in the news so mm-hmm. there was other me too people to point the finger at mm-hmm. and he just wasn't relevant enough you know it think, came yeah. up yeah it I, got outed but it no one cared because it's George the, the one that fucking blew me away, um, it wasn't so-called Me Too. It was a guy outing himself as a fucking, like, a, not pedophile, hebophile, I guess, because he was after a teen, a young teen, um, and had relations or exposed himself. Do you remember, um, God, I forget his name exactly, but he played in, uh, uh, he played a pastor, and um, he, uh, it'll come back to me, hold on. He was in the the series Chiefs. He was Decker in Star Trek The Motion Picture. Um, I forget his name, but he was disgraced. Basically, his wife filmed him. He recorded him in a, in a psychiatry session of him admitting he might have done something inappropriate, and he lost his TV gig. It'll come back to me. Uh, legendary character actor, but he just literally lost his TV gig of seven years. And... Um, uh, anyway, it's just extraordinary. But George outed himself. No one came forward and said George did this. He did it on the Stern Show, and it got a bit of traction. But I think you're right. He was covered by so many bigger, fucking, you know, monsters that it was like, who cares? Seventh Heaven, maybe that might have been the show. I didn't watch Seventh Heaven, and I didn't watch any Star Trek, so I can't help you. Sorry. Oh, okay. I forget the guy's name, but he was totally disgraced and completely out of the business because he admitted. Um, trying to screw or fucking a 13-year-old or something, <laughs> like, in, in psychiatry. I can't even believe why you'd oh, say that. But Yeah. 3B is called Bill Bad and George Good, and I'm sure this means Shatner. Yes. Compliment now. I believe that you are more visible and more famous now than maybe even William Shatner, who, of course was the guy who, you know, you've been at war with for a while. When I say at war, I mean, I say it jokingly, but, you know, he wasn't kind friendly. to you. Yes. No, he's, he's Bill Shatner, and you have to accept him for that. 
But you know, he is a difficult person to work. Oh, for fuck's sake. We've heard this a million times. Go ahead. Okay. They're both MPD. Mm-hmm. And the only one keeping this war alive is Wiggy. Mm-hmm. Those two have had nothing to do with each other. It's all Wiggy. Mm-hmm. So, fuck you, double bird, Wiggy. <sighs> It's it's funny because I was a Star Trek nut, like the next generation and the original series. And what I realized, it, what, I understood what George was upset with, that uh, during one scene in the second motion picture, like the Wrath of Khan, there was a scene where he was going to get his own captaincy. The re- And then it got like, it got scuttled because Shatner underacted or something and they cut it from the film. The reason why he would get pissed off at that is because the minute you put it and you make it canon in the Star Trek universe, then he would have been able to parlay that into books into um you know different kind of venues where he could be making money alternate streams of revenue as captain sulu all of a sudden so and he and he probably had stuff lined up for that but um and in those days star trek books sold like hotcakes in the you know the days when people still read pieces of paper um you know and so i understand him getting pissed off about that but william shatner was the fucking star of the show back in the day right I don't understand that why you thought you deserved more time. Um, but anyway, that's that's neither here yeah. nor there. And you've already heard it from fucking Wiggy and from George's own mouth in this fucking show. Does it sound like his voice is going, by the way, to Kay? Yeah, a little bit. It's yeah. um age. It's yeah, he's eighty four, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it's that and he's just been talking about himself for so long, it's so goddamn boring. It is <laughs> Yeah, we're waiting for that Greco-Roman conversation again. I mean, Brad and I were talking this morning. You know, we have been together longer than the sum of all five of uh, Bill's marriages. (laughs) We've been together for 36 years. Steady, constant, and firm. Did you really have that? No, Jesus Christ. I just cringed a little when I heard him say that. Firm. <laughs> oh, just blast through these yeah. clips, please. Okay. It's a two-minute one. Yeah. Conversation this morning, because to me it amazes. That's a, that's that's a whole different thing. Living with him, we just uh, checked into work, you know, and that was it. At the end of the day, he was uh, gone. But <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, not not he's he's a person who loves to impose himself and can you Im- uh, imagine that imposition 24 hours in- oh fuck okay, La. Guys. La. <laughs> yeah we'll slug we'll slug sorry guys <laughs> i should have probably deleted this clip i i i apologize i'm so yeah. sorry yeah well that's all right you, this is so this is imagine and this how went how long do you figure i mean you clipped it two hours two minutes oh, but the george Takei bit it was over an hour, about an hour 15. <laughs> so repeat this one for 60 minutes <laughs> until you get there. In bed and waking up. I mean, I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> you know, George, I, I, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist. You're not a psychiatrist. But when you, when you look at that type of personality, is, would you, I don't know what the definition would be. Would it be extreme narcissism? In other words, Bingo. the ability to look at you as a person is that is that an accurate uh, description of the? That's projection. That's a hundred percent projection. I knew there was a reason I clipped this. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's what that was all leading up to. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I mean, oof, Jesus. 
God. Hey, Jeez. Bob G, what's up? <laughs> what's that line in the uh, Pink Floyd album? Like, if you don't need your thing, you can't get your pudding. <laughs> if you don't get listen you to this clip. You have to eat your meat to That's get right. your pudding. That's right, exactly. Of, of Bill Shatner. I think his self-possession is overwhelming. So that... Blah, 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 blah. Are we playing? The most important person is him. It's not the writers because he rewrites and changes. It's not the director because he takes over the directing. It's not even uh, it's, guys. It's in, it's inter it's interminable bullshit. I don't even like. I I had no problem with him when he first started with Sirius. I actually enjoyed when he would come in every now and then because of the rapport he had with Artie, and they would fuck on each other a lot. Yes. Yeah, but since after that, there was no point to have him in. There really wasn't. Um, 3C, Elitist Bell. Um, this should be interesting. It's only a minute. Because you're becoming so important to the gay community and so important to the Asian community, especially the way you speak out, you have the platform, you have the voice, maybe lose the bell when you ring for bread <laughs> because you might seem like, do you still have the bell? Let me say it, please. Ah. Looks like it's grown to me. He's yeah, like there, a, he uh, there he is. There he is. Fred. Fred. Is that my cue? You know, I, I, I said... Okay, that might be just about the most annoying fucking asshole move. Uh, that's a Liberace, Scott Thorson type thing. Um, can anybody justify this? It is the most demeaning thing. To ring a bell and expect somebody to come running to serve right. your every fucking need. Right. What the fuck? George, fuck you, George. I used to like you when you first started and you had yeah. some stories you'd be willing to give. But anymore, you're just an elitist fucking asshole. And that's the clip they use this week to with fake George. Mm-hmm calling him that and calling him boring and calling him all these other things because that's what he is now. He's irrelevant. Nobody wants him. Nobody's asking for him. No. I just want him to go fucking away. Just, yeah, Give me just, a break. Yeah, there's no, there's no, um, there's no, you don't gain anything from having him on anymore. You just don't. And if you want to get, yeah, as you said, get Wilding to do his shitty impression of George Takei, if you're that desperate for it, he'll say what you like, how you like, sing what you like, and, you know, it'll still be just as unfunny as if George was there, so what's the fucking difference? And you don't have to pay Wilding anymore, you're already paying him the, right. the you know, the <laughs> poverty level to do this stupid, unfunny shit. So, it's disgusting. I never, I hadn't heard George on the show in quite a while, and now this is really, really fucking brutal. Fred, I don't even... I Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please, please. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know how much more I can take a George myself, and I clipped this shit. And I <laughs> did. But it lets, I think we have uh, 30 seconds or 28 yeah. seconds left on this. Right. Hell yeah. I think George should lose the bell because <laughs> it might make him look like an elitist. You know, ringing a bell for. No, it's practical. It, yes, yeah, <laughs> I know like humans. Yeah, but but uh, by the way, have you ever clocked how quick does it take bread to get in the room when you ring the bell? Because <laughs> sometimes I mean, forever in a day, I have to actually <laughs> get up and leave this room and go to the other end of the house. <laughs> you know, we you know, Greg. I, I imagine Brad's going to be the guy taking him on a wheelchair up on the mountain. And say, look how high the fucking hills are. All oh, the brakes are off, 
And oops. Uh, yeah, oops. <laughs> the reading of the Fuck. will. He'll he'll be he'll have a fucking Hawaiian shirt at the reading of the will, and he'll just say, <laughs> "Bring it on." So there's there's a few more here. Fun block by Brad. Servant brings coffee. George has his own Rochester, which is, is a great title. Um, but I don't, <laughs> do, do you want to play at least one of those? Just choose one. Uh, what do I call? Let's see. It's uh, 3G. Okay, George to can't text. Okay, no text. I mean, George, why are you not texting? You're such a man of science and you're a full thinker. Why are you not learning how to text? Because I have him. He's very accommodating. All well, I have to do is the to... simple thing to bring it a bell. You could um, talk to Siri. You could talk to... There's so many ways you could do yes, this. Yes, you are. You're hey, Google. Hey, Google. There's no difference between Brad and Beth, except she's a beard and he's, you know decays woman um but uh you know that they both are dependent on the breadwinner so they got to take that shit it's not hard to text my 82 year old mother can text okay Mm -hmm. she's the most computer illiterate i don't want to come down too hard on her because she she does emails she does forward stuff and copy and paste a little bit but my god George, you're 84. If you haven't learned to text, like, it's the simplest thing. Get rid of the fucking bell. Just text Brad. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. I, oh, I, I get so mad at these Hollywood types yeah. for how they're treated like little divas and princesses. And that's what George gets. And the other, the other clips were how to summon your servants. <laughs> Coffee is so hard to teach for a servant. Like, it's basically Brad doing everything for George. Let's just skip the rest of these clips. I've had it with George. I don't even want to hear it, and I clip the shit. So let's just go to the next thing and do people a service. (laughs) Okay. And the service is, guys, you get to hear in advance. Number three, I'm a woman. Sitting there going, this is so bad. We should turn it off. This is so bad. And then, like, about 25 minutes in, we're like, this, we like this. Why don't you just admit, you know, you two keep this that I'm a woman going that you have. Some- OK, well, thank you, Mark Shabzovich, because that was one of your clips. Um, he didn't even she didn't even get to the fucking finish line. He just said, why don't I she wants you to admit that I'm a woman? Yeah, but it, he's not me. Like, he's not meaning it. Like, he's he's got a fruity taste. He is abroad. He was playing Justin Timberlake's Bring Sexy Back. And then he started mentioning Friends with Benefits, the movie he did. Yeah. With uh, Mila Kunis and how him and Beth loved that movie. Okay. So it was all about him being a woman, how he loves these movies because mm-hmm. he can put himself in the place of that woman. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wants dick. Uh, <laughs> that's just all I've got. You guys can fill in the blanks for the rest pretty easy. Well- well, let's check it out. The next one is called Why It's Safe to Eat Ass. Lovely. I have this ability where if I shoot the water in there, I can gather the water in there, much like a mouth, and then burp it out. And all <laughs> excrement comes out, and I have this ability. And so I'm extra clean back there. There's never any remnants. So what I'm saying is, if you're using the Toto and you're getting clean back there, uh, Brad, does that maybe make George's fantasy of you eating his ass come true? Can it possibly happen? He's very clean. 
Okay, um, I just fucking threw up in my mouth a little bit here, and it isn't a gay or straight thing, guys, because I don't, I never ate a woman's ass either. I'm not, I just, I just say, call me, call me insane, call me. Oh, uh, you silly, you're missing out. Yeah, well, like a salad. Not. The, the, the problem was the, the laughing my wife did. Now she, she cannot, whenever she hears the, the expression salad toss or salad toss, toss the salad. <laughs> Unfortunately, her virgin ears have been so corrupted. When I explained to her what that meant, she was just disgusted. Now every time she hears a, she sees it on a cooking show, <laughs> she can't get it out of her mind. Your poor wife. God bless her. Exactly. So number five: How to screw Beth in death. And it's a short one. Is that a re- addressing? That's a question I mean, to you. You're, you. you're okay We're with that? I don't you. want. I don't want Beth being happy after I'm gone. For God's sake! Oh, <laughs> I, I'm. Uh, he doesn't want her happy, alive, dead, anything. <laughs> none of the above. Exactly. D. Number, none number, of the above. <laughs> as if on as if on cue. Number six: salad tossing with Wiggy. Full point. I don't care about what Brad is into. It would be an honor if I could eat your ass. I really. <laughs> He he says that so flippantly and so easily. It makes you it makes it sound like he's literally gone to fucking outhouses up and down the New York State, the up up and down the Turnpike, and eaten more ass than I don't know than the fucking creature in Tremors. Yeah, isn't it funny? There's no pauses in his thoughts. No, there's no stuttering. It's all very clear and to the point. And it's nothing he read. It's not like he had it in a script. That just came right out. He's not having trouble finding notes for this interview. None at nope. all. Exactly. And number seven, eat ass like a motherfucker. And that is a myth. Brad, what a man he is. I could see. Yeah. I, 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 are you going to put your tongue up his ass? You really, really <laughs> should. I mean, what an amazing icon this man is. Uh, are you, are you really Look, thinking he's got your to position? contend with that bell, Howard. And the last clip, guys, believe it or not, Bearding 101. But I was. Did you ever. Not- did George ever say to you, listen, I'm bringing a woman with me, but you'll stand near us and uh, you'll be my... You'll be there, but we can't You'll be, be my publicist or something. Yeah. Did he ever... Uh, did George, did you ever have to put Brad through that? No, I didn't. Uh, but I did uh, have beards, as we called them, uh, right. women friends for public appearances. Um, and How would that uh, work, George? How- why do we need to fucking know? Why do we need to ask him? We've heard the stories before. We know that guys of his generation, if they were in the business, had beards. The studios used to set them up with them. It was pretty common practice. Well, he's always looking for tips on how to, you know, <laughs> keep his lifestyle going. <laughs> he needs to up his beard game. <laughs> yeah. Well, Howard, it helps when you're, it helps by not going to the fucking Preakness to look for a beard, first of all. You may want to actually consult, like, the, you know, the elite agency or Ford models and stuff. You know, you don't get this fucking broken down nag from the glue factory to act as your goddamn beard. Um, so, guys, <laughs> without further ado, let's finish the rest of this. How did that work? In other words, My, Brad, you go home. To, yeah, but would you say to a woman, listen, um, I just want you to know, on the QT, I'm not, yeah, I'm gay, but would you do me the favor of accompanying me to an event and act like my girlfriend? Or would you just ask a girl out? Or would your agent or or somebody in your organization uh, arrange it? How did it work? 
I, I have. He is, and he, like this, you're right. There's some that clip is genius because it really just sounds like the same way he asked Siobhan, How does it feel to have a fake pussy? Can you get arousal? All this, like this critical stuff that was critical to him, but every other fucking red blooded guy out there is going, What the fuck am I listening to? It's Beardology 101, like I, I so. originally called it. It, um, it's him trying to be relatable and like kind of opening the door for other guys out there in Hollywood, Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to come forward, Brad, uh, Tom Cruise, you know, guys who Chris, have been through Chris this. Pine, <laughs> lots, lots of guys out there. Oh my God. The list is endless. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. If you, but if you go through the blinds, yeah. Hollywood won't let these major actors come through as bisexual or homosexual because they think it's going to take away from their their movie takes what income they're going to get from them. So, yeah, I get it, but wow, how telling. It's well, just bef- what we've bef- said all along. Okay, well, what about, let's say, um, Neil Patrick Harris? who played, you know, this philandering, straight, raging heterosexual, he, after he came out on uh, how, I met, how I Met Your Mother, I never looked at it and go, well, went, okay, well, he's gay, I don't buy it, whatever. He's playing a part. Did it, did it affect your viewing ability? He is one of my favorites. I love the Harold and Kumar movies. Mm-hmm. And even in those, he comes across as kind of like ambiguous, yes. ambiguously gay duo. Yeah. It's a great Saturday Night Live clip reference. Love, but love that, love that one. Even Doogie Howser could win me over by being gay, having a husband, having kids, and trying to do it right, and still taking on serious movie roles, dramatic mm-hmm. roles. If you got the chops, I, yeah. I found him believable in, and that's a sign yes. of a good actor. Yes. They can win you over, even if you know they're really gay, but they're mm. playing a heterosexual. My God, that's, you know, Oscar-worthy. But mm-hmm. it's just it's in this day and age. Like the it's population still population ex- is split. They're, yeah, they're not willing you know? to buy it a hundred percent just yet. Some people aren't ready to accept gay into their life, and right. that's kind of like the boomer generation. It's mm-hmm. some of the Gen X, but I think after the boomers are gone and the Gen X start fading away, it'll right. be a whole different world. And they're already putting it out there with like pronouns and gender fluency, mm-hmm. um, so many things. And, you know, that's always been Howard's agenda. Yeah. Is to bring gay into the world as a huge thing. He mentioned it in the summit, and I've said this before. So I don't think it's going to stop or slow down. I think it's just going to get worse. Yeah. And unfortunately, here's a warning for those of you in about a month when you get the newest updates, we have a double scat alert. For uh, Ask Napkin Ed and Wendy the Retard or Slow yeah. Adult, as she's yeah. also called. So I will handle those. I took them off Sam's plate because she was not equipped to handle it. And um, yeah, when we get to him, we we'll got to him. But guys, the show is just in a s- serious decline. And yeah, no, no pun intended. We've given you the best we could tonight with the crap that we're given. Um, I Sometimes tried to do my best. I shortcutted the George <laughs> K stuff, so you're welcome. 
Thanks. <laughs> I hope detour. you enjoyed it. We took a detour on the Brown Road. <laughs> um, I will say this last clip comes from May 10th, and it's the only clip for the day, and it's Mal, Mal Dives. <laughs> it's yes. another is another one for our 79 episode, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, it's a short clip. Crash into the Indian Ocean. Thank you. Bulk of the rocket was destroyed as it re-entered the atmosphere, but state media reported that debris landed just west of the Maldives, where <laughs> the Maldives have <laughs> the Maldives. Maldives. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. I believe we're caught up as far as we're going to make it uh, for the for this particular episode. Not sure when it's going to end, but we hope you get something out of it. Um, any thank yous you want to send your anywhere, anywhere, and do you want to promo anything uh, that is going to be upcoming? Let's say even by the time this thing is released. Well, thanks as always to my morning crew. Um, you guys know who you are. You're always there when I need you. And I just appreciate that. And uh, those that are, you know, doing God's work with me, you get my messages. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And this summer, guys, you're going to see us take apart the Colford book. And we're going to be doing uh, more roundtables as soon as we get things underway. June, June's a tough month. It always has been for me. June and December are really, really fucking busy with grading and whatnot. Um, but uh, we know you're going to appreciate the Colford breakdown. It's going to be longer. We're not sure exactly how we're going to approach it. It may very well be um, one-hour episodes, just kind of broken up piecemeal, so, and then released in a staggered way. So it may not be, let's say, for example, a Sunday live chat on YouTube type thing. It may be just episodic the way you would, you know, binge a series. And what we're going to probably do is record a bunch, have a bunch ready before we release it and not go record, release, record, release. It'll just actually be staggered. So either way, we know you're going to appreciate that one. And trust us when we say it helps to do the homework with that one. So if you want to get a book by along, uh, to read along, please do. The Colford book is way better than the reviews suggest. And um, if you don't want to buy it, you can go on the archive and get the, you can get an account and take a look at the uh, online digital copy that they have there. Yep. Oh, I just want to let people know there's a lot of used book websites out there. Thrift Books is one. Um, mm-hmm. You can get the books for like $2 yep. with shipping. Mm-hmm. So just a heads up if you're interested. Yep. Mm-hmm. So but thank it's you. Guys. Well, it's well worth reading. Thank you guys so much for sticking through, sticking with us through thick and thin. We hope you're all doing well and uh, turning the corner on a lot of bad, awful memories the last little while. So um, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next one. Scott Wilde and the Stone Temple Pilots. Um, there's a band that's... Uh, God, I just could give a rat's ass around. <laughs> I mean, what is that? What are you learning? Why use it? This is no wonder people like this special. <laughs> it's the anti-special. There's nothing special about these guys. I really, I really, they're one of those fans I never got.